innovative, often duplicated. When enough people get on the trend, I elevate it, make it way harder for them to follow what I take. It hard to swallow like a lozenger lodged in your trachea. Goodness gracious, bruh, I can never make this up. So just take your stuff, rake it up, and take the bus. Never fake the funk, you painted skunks. You played enough, I'm lifting bars to outer space, so the weight is up. Fight. WHUPLP Hillsboro, North Carolina, the center of the known world. Welcome to the Cage Side Concussion Cast, your source for the fighting arts in the Carolinas and beyond. I am Jeff Shaw. He is Trevor Hayes. How how is your weekend so far, Trevor? I barely survived Brugaloo in downtown Raleigh yesterday. And we're also happy that you did. Uh, and uh, <laughs> do you want do you want to go into detail or or just? Well, I mean, it's you know when someone says, "Hey, festivities, outdoor drinking, craft beer." These are a few of my favorite things. These are my favorite things. Yeah. Uh, and that's all she wrote. Well, I'm glad you survived, and hopefully you'll make it through the show. Uh, with oh, that, you I'm know. good. So, yeah, yeah. And I, I'm, you're, I'm maintaining. You're young, you're strong. Uh, you're uh, young, you're handsome, and can't possibly be beat. <laughs> We're coming to you live on 104.7 FM. We're also streaming live on whoopfm.org. So whether you're here with us in Hillsboro or listening on the Internet somewhere, uh, please listen to the untold stories of the martial arts in North Carolina and beyond with us. Our featured interview today is with Vernon Kirk from Indian Trail BJJ and Judo and Jimmy Fortunato of The Good Fight. They're putting on a jiu-jitsu theater event that we'll ask them about. We're also going to have Tim Hufford from Chapel Hill Gracie Jiu-Jitsu call in in a minute to recap some fights that he and his teammates took part in in upstate New York. Uh, You will want to stick around for those stories because apparently... Things got crazy, but before we get into that, we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk with 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 Tim. Then we're gonna talk with with Vern and Jimmy about all these things and more. But first, we're gonna summarize some martial arts news from the weekend. If we missed anything, let us know. We're on Twitter and Instagram at CagesideWhoop. You can also shout us out using the hashtag CagesideWhoop. Our email is CagesideWhoop at gmail.com, CagesideWhoop at gmail.com, and we're on Facebook at Cageside Radio. All of this information is on our show page at WhoopFM.org, where you can where you can also catch the replay. Sorry, I, I can't. I can't. Clear my throat until I move my shirt. I'm sorry. It's all right. Just got to step Wait, away. Th- was that really on air? Yes. <laughs> it sounded like you. Were, <laughs> you yeah. looked at me and I was like, I can't. I cleared my I throat. Sorry. I was like, is there is there a T Rex in here? <laughs> there is. But uh, you can always catch the replay of the show on whoopfm.org for bodily function sounds and other things. <laughs> that should be a new uh, cut in. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. This is why I learned audio editing. There we go. So first, let's talk about U.S. Grappling Greensboro briefly. We don't have the results yet for team points. Uh, a lot of people are posting photos of themselves, uh, getting medals. I want to shout out Andrew Bittner, who won double gold in Nogi and Nogi Absolute from Gracie Raleigh. Uh, so did uh, Evan Aaron Dondo did as well. Uh, so the GR guys representing. Yeah. Um, we're gonna we, because we have incomplete results. We're not gonna talk about it too much. Just acknowledge that it happened. But watch our Facebook page where we'll post all both the individual and team results from that tournament. It's always a great tournament. And so glad that happened. Glad to see a lot of a lot of friends in town for that. Next weekend, the Atlanta BJJ Pro is April 30th. We're going to have results for that uh, from local competitors on our next week's show. And so so that'll happen. But the big event and the big news that we want to talk about is the Concussion Cast Carnival, May 1st. It's finally here. We are one week to the day away. Uh, exactly one week from now, me and Trevor will be over there, possibly stressing out, but ready to have an awesome time. I'm stoked for it. I can't believe, like you even saying, we were like six months into this now. 
And like that carnival we've been talking about forever. Yeah, we know it's going to happen. I'm shocked. We've been planning yeah. it for four to six months, and it's really come together. So like a lot of the things that we had hoped to happen are going to happen. We're going to. Well, that, that that's all your adulthood kicking in because <laughs> I haven't done anything for this. It <laughs> is all Jeff Shaw. <laughs> well, you're going to wander around in a cage in a in a uh, in a shark onesie oh, at yeah, the event. Yeah. So so that's that that pays for everything. Oh yeah, right there. Yeah. So in addition to Trevor in a cage side onesie playing carnival games like uh, cornhole and uh, and and ring toss, we're gonna have ten jujitsu super fights. Yes. That's gonna be awesome. Your friend and mine, C.J. Murdoch, is gonna compete. Caitlin Huggins against Sam Fallhaber. Uh, Nakapon Pungpon is gonna compete against Neil Zumbro. It's gonna be an I'm, out. I'm stoked for this, dude. It's gonna be so great. Yeah. It's gonna be so great. So if you want to just watch some great jujitsu, come on out. If you want to learn for some free seminars, we're going to have a free seminar, a free women's self-defense seminar with Seth Champ, Shayla Tu, and Kim Rice, which is going to be awesome. If you pajama wrestle, Daniel Frank is going to teach a free worm guard seminar, very innovative sport jiu-jitsu technique, very effective sport jiu-jitsu technique, so come out for that. There's also going to be great food. We're going to have two food trucks, Will and Pops and the Delicious food truck. Bryce Mahoney, Triangle Beans and Bowls is going to be yes. out there serving acai bowls and uh, cold-pressed coffee, which Ooh, uh, which I will on. need. What What is who is this? Uh, uh, it's Bryce. Bryce. Uh, Bryce doing cold pressed coffee too. In addition to the acai bowl, he just gets more and more hipster every year. I know, right? Like all, I, I, you know, hot pressed, cold pressed. I know I'm gonna need some coffee. So is that a jingle? <laughs> hot press, did cold you, press. Did, did you make a jingle for Bryce? What do you do? Hot press, cold press. <laughs> yeah, right. We'll, we'll have we'll have DJ Mini Love turn that into a jingle because DJ Mini Love, Henry Wan, Blue Belt Triangle Jiu Jitsu, is also going to be there spinning. So we're going to have theme music, the whole business. Um, it's and it hopefully will you know if the weather's anything like today, it's going to be outstanding. So oh, yeah. So that's our big news is uh, is uh, the Concussion Cast Carnival May first, noon to three. That's at Durham Central Park, right downtown where the Farmers Market is. So um, I yeah both. Trevor Trevor and I are really stoked. We're asking a $10 suggested donation to help Cageside MMA, which helps a lot of people in the community, and Triangle Jiu-Jitsu move into their new location, which is going to be a boss baller new location. They just moved in. You know, they yeah, I heard it's massive. It's huge. Yeah. It's it's like it's like an aircraft hangar. Like I think we have to buy an airplane and, and roll it in there. Um, but you know, tons of mat space. It's going to be a great community facility. As most of you know, we put on Toro Cup super fights there, and so it'll be an amazing facility for the next Toro Cup, which is a great community event that that we that, that we're excited about. Um, and so I'm I I you know I. Trevor's right. A lot of work has gone into this. We've been planning it for four or five months. I want to thank all the people that are competing for being willing to compete. I want to thank everybody that's pitched in to help and all the volunteers. And I'm super excited. And it's um, it's it's almost game time. So yeah. so please show bring, up next week. Bring your friends. Bring some money. And uh, wear your party pants. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wear two pairs of party pants in case you party too hard and take off. You one have pair coffee of pants. all over your face. I'm just glad to see you. <laughs> so. So yeah, so that so that's our so that's our this big is the most un, like improvised show like ever. <laughs> We're just yeah. winging it so hard today. Yeah, well, we got we got we got time to fill. Yeah. We got time to fill. Uh, uh, but oh, so actually, a uh, quick shout out to uh, Mike Santos. Oh yeah, that one is Muay Thai. He, he, we won a Muay Thai tournament uh, last weekend. We weren't on air. Well, I think you were. Was I? No. Yeah. No, you weren't on air. But I, I think was, I, I think I gave a little shout out. But definitely, yeah. Mike Santos, <laughs> awesome guy. He's come so far in his Muay Thai. Yeah, he's gone from solid jiu jitsu competitor to an undefeated. Muay Thai practitioner, and yeah. I was going like eight zero now. I think. Yeah, he has awesome. a title. Yeah, and yeah. And, and just a, a really cool guy, a guy who like really you know trains hard, uh, has really like you said built himself into a, a really excellent complete martial artist. 
The one other news item that I want to that I want to reiterate. So May first is the Concussion Cast Carnival. Come out for that. One of the main event fights is Caitlin Huggins, black belt from Divine Jiu Jitsu, against Sam Fallhaber, black belt from Gracie Humaicha from South Carolina. From South Carolina, Divine oh, Jiu Jitsu in South CJ Carolina. CJ Caitlin Super Couple. And precisely. <laughs> yeah. And, and Sam from Gracie Humaicha in Philadelphia. So it's like, and, and that will be the first ever um, black belt women's super fight. That's right. In yeah. North Carolina history. So that's so, awesome. So that'll be awesome. And the next day is actually Chapel Hill Gracie Jiu Jitsu's women's only class. They do that once a month. Caitlin will be teaching that class May 2nd. What? Yeah, so if you're a lady and you train jiu-jitsu and you want to learn some awesome jiu-jitsu from Caitlin Huggins, uh, come out to Chapel Hill. Like They asked me to promote that. So we're waiting on Tim Hufford to call in. Uh, Tim Hufford from Chapel Hill Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, Purple Belt Trains there, a guy who most of the local folks know. And uh, He's a part-time silverback gorilla. <laughs> yeah, right. In his free time, he yeah he masquerades as one. Yeah, so so um, what we're wa- we're, we're going to talk to Tim about is a lot of the Chapel Hill Gracie Jiu-Jitsu guys uh, and uh, Chris Crawford, United Muay Thai, um, went up to upstate New York uh, for fights uh, that there were that that and were that took place last night, and one was supposed to take place last in night in a castle. In a castle. In a castle. Right? <laughs> like what? Yeah, so so we're gonna talk to them about that in just a sec. Whenever whenever Tim calls in, so uh, but it, so until Tim calls in, uh, let's continue talking about the carnival just yes. a little bit. Like what like what are you most looking forward to, Trevor? Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing all the schools come out and roll deep for these super fights, man. Like you know, Knox guys always like roll really deep. The guys from Beta Academy. Um, I'm just looking forward to seeing uh, the turnout because like a lot of my friends in Winston Salem at like eight points and. Uh, a lot of them are stoked to come out and check it out. So I've been I've been hearing a lot. You've put a lot of work in, man. A lot of people are talking about it. So I'm really glad. I really yeah. appreciate that. I'm like excited. One thing, and when when we get when we get into our interview with Vern and Jimmy, uh, the three of us are going to talk about matchmaking and how it's really fun. But it it's takes all, years off your life. It and does drives I mean, you to hard drugs and drinking. And <laughs> I didn't have any gray hairs before I started this matchmaking, yeah. and it's it's super fun, but it's also super super um. Super stressful, and we'll talk about that. Um, I also want to I want to mention that like one thing that I you know I, I'm glad that you brought up a lot of the different schools coming out because one of the things that was very important to me was to get as many different schools represented as possible. And for ten jujitsu matches, we have sixteen different. Can we reenact teams. the Warriors? Can we reenact the movie? Like we'll get like you in the cage yelling. We'll have each school like set up like individually their own pockets and like talk about like unifying or, or like I can't remember the speech before the guy gets shot in the Warriors. I'm, I'm right. I'm right now. I'm making a budget item for uh, for uh, bandanas. <laughs> yeah. You gotta buy some bandanas. You have to wear bandanas. We have to wear school colors. Uh. Yeah, there should be more school colors. Like one yeah. thing. One thing I tried to do like Photoshop uh, preview. Like so one photo. Photoshop project that I had that uh, that has ad gone unrealized is I was making house sigils from Game of Thrones for every North Carolina jujitsu school. What? <laughs> yeah, and like making a map and like which is uber nerdy, right? And it's that's super, so cool though. Yeah, well, like, I appreciate awesome. it. Well, well, I see Tim's calling, so let's, let's see if we can get Tim Hufford on the air. Do we have Tim Hufford on the air? Yes, sir. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. Thank you so much for calling in. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Tim Hufford, Chapel Hill Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, who is, has probably pulled off the side of the road to talk to us on his way back from upstate New York. Is that right? Yes, sir. So uh, tell us about, so give us a little background. So there were MMA fights in a castle up in upstate New York, and you and who else went up with you for those fights? It was an awesome trip. So we took six of our fighters, um, two coaches, and then four amateur fighters, to compete in the WAC5 Storm event. Um, so we had Ryan Todd and Josh Macri, so their first fights. And we had Basie Settle for his third fight. 
and then Chris Crawford, which was supposed to be for the 185 title. And so we'll get into what happened with Chris in a minute, but like, can you can you break down the results for the other guys? Sure. Ryan ended up being the second fight of the night. He went out, um, pretty much went just like we planned. Ryan, we call him Frankenstein. He's a robot. He does exactly what he's told. He listens great. Um, he closed distance, kicked the guy in the leg until he fell down, jumped on his back and rear naked choked him. Nice. Uh, went perfect. Two minutes and some change into the first round. Um, Ryan, Ryan's fiance drove up with him. Um, he, he's been a really cool kid. It's been fun to watch him. This is his first fight, and he did great. He was the one that you sent out to Sunday Funday. Was that him? Yes. Yeah, really yeah. good kid, man. Glad to oh, hear yeah. that. Yeah, such a good kid, man. Glad to hear. Yeah, yeah I love it when a plan. Love it when a plan comes together like that. Uh-huh, Murdoch. Yeah. So how how did it, it went? It, it went perfect. Well, that's good to hear. Uh, how about Macri's fight? How did Macri's fight go? Macri had a tough guy. So Macri's guy, uh, for his, especially for his first fight, the guy was two and two coming off a loss, uh, but fights out of Henzo's. Uh, real tough kid, and um, it, it, again, kind of went the way we, we we thought it would go. The kid was fast, came out with a lot of spinning kicks, and. Um, I don't think Macri was quite ready for the speed. It was his first fight. I think he was still kind of in jujitsu mindset. He was playing really passive, and he wasn't really pushing the issue too much. And uh, he, he weathered some big shots, got it to the ground, um, went for a, a triangle, and when the guy started to stand up, he hooked the leg. The guy turned right for heel hook. But right as Macri set up the heel hook, you know, the ref's going, no twisting leg locks, no twisting leg locks. So he tries to switch what? it to a knee bar. Yeah, there was no heel hooks. It was uh, we will get into that. There was some funky rules down there, yeah. but um, or up here. So he switches for a, a, a knee bar, and the guy just kind of pulls out. Macri stands up in base, and again, I think he was still thinking jujitsu. He didn't he didn't either move or attack right away. So he kind of stayed in the guy's range and took a big shot and kind of yeah. flash knockdown. Oh, uh, the ref jumped in, stopped it right away. I mean, it was his first fight, so we appreciate the fast stoppage, so he wouldn't take any more damage. But he popped up and looked like he could continue. But you know, that's that's the judging. It's that super, one, it's sort of weird that they'd match him up against a guy with four fights uh, for his first fight. But well, I, we'll get we'll get into the vagaries of matchmaking later. There was a there was some crazy stuff. But uh, so after the fight, you know, and again, so much stuff going on. We had four fighters after the fight. Um, one of one of our assistant coaches comes up and he's like, "Hey, look at that guy's gloves." So apparently, the guy had on when we looked at him, he had on pro style MMA gloves, which you know, if, if you if you know the intricacies, right, the the padding and where it is on the two types of gloves were completely different. So there was a, again a little bit of uh, tomfoolery with the who was checking the gloves and who was checking the wraps and. The promoter had no clue that the guy was using his own gloves, and so again, amateur fights. Yeah, and like, and we'll, we'll talk about that in a sec. I want to like, about because something happened in these fights that I really want the listeners to hear about. But first, I want to hear about how Basie settled it for in his third fight. Basie, that was that was an amazing fight, fight of the night. It, was, it ended up being the main event because of what happened with Chris. Um, and the kid was a little bit of a hometown hero. He was, you know, two and zero, but he had a lot of people there. And uh, they were kind of grooming him for the title shot at 45. So the promoter told me, well, it, it kind of slipped. Well, you know, when Cole wins, I mean, if Cole wins, okay. Oh, okay. So <laughs> it, uh, it ended up going the distance. It was three rounds. It was hard. 
basically took a hard shot in the first round. And uh, this kid was long and tall, and uh, he fights out of Spa City Jiu-Jitsu, which is a, is a good gym up here. I mean, they have guys, they put guys in the EBI. Um, they have a bunch of pro fighters that, you know, made it to the UFC. So it's a good gym. Uh, they had a couple guys on the card that were really impressive. So you're telling me and, he went uh, to a decision against a hometown hero, and I kind of I kind of get a feeling that's foreshadowing. Well, they they couldn't keep it from Basie this time. Oh, Basie nice. won a unanimous oh, good. unanimous decision. Um, had the guy rocked a couple times. They, I mean, they stood. They banged a little more than uh, I would like them to. Um, that's not kind of our game plan, but uh, it ended up being a, a real stand up. Uh, kick fast it was great it was a great fight that's great and congratulations uh, to Basie that's that's really awesome it's tough to go into another guy's backyard when he has the whole the whole crowd behind him like that it's tough and not only the whole crowd but everybody right behind our corner which again we'll we'll get into some stuff about that in a minute yeah so let's talk about Chris first before we talk about or or do you want to talk about what happened with uh, somebody's mom and you (laughs) we can talk about Chris that's that's again that was the the start of a lot of weird things that happened on this trip. So let, let me Chris, let, let me foreshadow this for for the listeners. So like both, you know, if anybody who's gone through a fight camp, and anyone who's cut weight, and and I think that that's everybody in this room, as well as you, knows that that's the hard work. That's the tough where your friend, the tough part where you're disciplined and your friends beat you up and you don't get to eat or drink, and then you got a road trip up to upstate New York, and the fight is the fun part. The fight is the reward at the end of that. So you guys sure. are driving up, and Chris is posting on Facebook about like, ah, Tim won't let me have any liquid. I'm really, I'm dying here. I'm, I'm trying to make this weight. Gets up, makes the weight, and then what happens? Well, it actually started two days before we left. Um, I got a call from the promoter that said the original guy he was supposed to fight. So he was supposed to fight a, a gentleman named Rob Wagner, who was six and zero, um, and you know had, had won some tough fights, and it was it was looking like a real showdown for this 185 title up here and um anybody who knows chris and or follows his career knows he's had a lot of fights he's on the verge of going pro he's had some real ups and downs toward the end here uh, but he really started putting together for this camp i mean shredded out working hard training every day twice a day doing his road work super impressed with, with his work ethic and his approach to this camp so we get this call two days out the, the guy drops out he's got a an injury that the doc said sidelines him for two weeks so I'm assuming it was something small, and the guy just didn't feel comfortable fighting. So, okay. So I don't tell Chris they're trying to find a last-minute replacement. The promoter finally tells me, look, I, I can't I can't find anybody. So I call Chris, and he's on the treadmill, you know, cutting out that last pound. And I'm like, look, uh, don't stop because we might get you a kickboxing match, but it, it looks like your fight fell through. Gosh. So Chris is obviously upset. And then literally as I'm on the phone, the promoter texts me and says, I got a guy. So this guy uh, was coming out of Canada, again, on, on, a big, on a big fight streak. He had taken like three fights in the past two months or something and was all up and hot and ready to go. <laughs> and then uh, so everything's good. We come up. We, we weigh in. Chris makes weight. The other guy's not there. The promoter says, yeah, he probably won't come in until late tonight. And we'll probably just have him weigh in tomorrow because he, he walks around around 85, so it shouldn't be a big deal. All right, so red flags start going off. Get back to the hotel, which is a, this awesome ski lodge in Killington, Vermont, which is like this big ski resort. They got 
taxidermy bears and all kinds of stuff in the hotel. It was amazing. But, I, uh, I saw some of the pictures from uh, Josh, and it looked kind of cool. I was like, oh, that looks like an awesome trip to take. It's a, it, was a, it was a nice trip. So the, the morning of the fight, I'm texting the promoter like, you didn't. You told me the other two guys wait. So this guy didn't show up. And he's like, no, nah, I've been messaging him for the past day and a half, and he hasn't responded. So then he's like, well, 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 we'll do a kickboxing match. We can get that for sure. Okay. Well, we want to do the MMA, right? But if, if it falls through, we'll take the kickboxing match. So then I get this text that says, I finally heard from this gentleman. He tells me the fight slipped his mind because there was a home invasion last week, and he's not going to be able to make it. Well, <laughs> so within so within forty eight hours, like they told him, like, hey, we got an MMA fight you with you, and like forty eight hours later, he's like, I forgot the MMA fight. Uh, well, no, he came. So the the promoter in the ways of two thousand sixteen posted on Facebook looking for a last minute eighty five for a potential title shot, depending on your record. This guy posts, I want it. What's the guy's name? Then you know we do some. They ask me to send some video. I send some video, Chris. They're like, 100%, he wants it. Okay. And then two days later, he forgets about the fight because of a home invasion that he was dealing with from a week ago. Was it a home invasion so, in Canada that we probably would never have heard of? Like somebody's Canadian yeah. girlfriend? They don't commit crimes never... in Canada. We all know that. He's lying. <laughs> Canadians are too I, nice. That was what he said. Was it, was it a moose? <laughs> <laughs> right. He got invaded by a herd of raccoons. <laughs> the Mounties, like D- Deefen Baker from uh, Due South, the wolf, if anybody remembers Due South. Yeah. Uh, well, that's. Uh, so, th- so did Chris wind up getting a kickboxing match? Did he fight at all? No. Oh, oh God. It was. Uh, it was the the guys they started parading in to talk about kickboxing. The first guy was 145 <laughs> and told us, you know, he would do it. He could probably make 150. And I was like, sir, listen, uh, we can't we can't put you in the ring with Chris Crawford. I got this other guy. He's got no arms, yeah. half a leg. <laughs> well, pretty much. This this the promoter comes up. He's like, I got a guy. <laughs> and he's like, and he's, he's talking to this guy. He's this sitting in the third row. He's had five beers. He's ready to fight. <laughs> he, literally. <laughs> oh, no way. He's like, you're, the, you're this guy's coach. And he's like, I, you know, I want to kickbox, da-da-da-da-da. What's your guy's record? And I was like, well, Chris is 2-0 and for kickboxing. And, you know, he's 9-5 for MMA. So this guy goes, well, I'm 0-0 in kickboxing, but I'm 1-1 in MMA. So I'm like, look, I mean, they could do headgear exhibition style. We just want Chris to, to show off his abs that he worked so hard to get. <laughs> so this guy's brother, the kick, the potential kickboxing guy's brother is fighting on the card. and comes up and he's like, yo, I don't want my brother fighting. He hasn't trained in a month. He's been out back smoking weed. Like, he's not ready to fight. Like, what, what are you guys doing up there? So we, we told him we didn't want that fight either. God, so. it's like being in Virginia, man. Oh, my gosh. Like, that's like so, that's like a, right out of a Virginia fairy tale for fighting. Yeah. That, uh, did, did, did they ask the, so, the concession so, guy who's selling so beer? Oh, there's, Trevor. Yes, sir. There's so, much more, there's so much more about this trip that's amazing. <laughs> All right, we'll get into this next where the AC's opponent's mother tries to fight me. <laughs> On, over the railing on the side of the ring. It was amazing. Uh, so, so, she's, so She swung over the railing at you like 
after the fight, during the fight, like. Sweet. Yeah. Tim, you're a sweet and demure flower. What could possibly have inspired her to take a swing at you? Tell me, to walk me through this. So, well, about halfway through the second round, I start hearing like extreme profanity being shouted at the referee and at Basie. I, you know, again, I make mistakes. I looked over my shoulder to see who it was, and then the profanity started being directed at me. So, oh gosh. I, you know, I thought it was just drunken you know, crowd nonsense. After the fight, again, kind of close decision. Hometown guy, we we were prepared for anything the way it could go. Um, and then Basie wins. So this lady just starts going off. We're trying to get Basie out of the ring, and she's trying to talk to Basie. But I, I kind of push him along, and she grabs me. And she starts asking me why I brought Basie all the way up here to beat her son up. And, I, you know, I should be ashamed of myself for putting him in the ring. And, you know, again, laced with all kinds of profanity. And I, I, I say, oh, okay, ma'am, you know, and I say something about, well, like, don't, don't put him in the ring if, you know, you don't want him to fight. I don't, I don't know. And then so she grabs me by her shoulder and throws a punch at me. Wow. Did you, do, did, you, did you do your Hoist Gracie Jiu-Jitsu sucker punch defense on her? <laughs> Hip throw? Lean back, lean back, put the, put the, got my distance, and then uh, Harold, Harold, who was also working the corner, um, kind of kind of grabbed me. We, we, we kind of we got extricated from the situation. <laughs> and then as we're trying to get back to the dressing room, the, the fighter's father grabs me. He just wants to hug me and uh, tell me how great of a fight our fighter had, or blah, blah, blah. So it was amazing. It was amazing. Next time you guys go on a trip like this, I want to go. Yeah, Just yeah. for, like, research. As in, like, I'll, I'll bring a case oh. of beer and a camera, and I'm just going to document the whole thing. <laughs> We're going to do Concussion Cast Roadshow next time Chapel oh, gosh, Hill does, yeah. uh, does an MMA roadshow. Next road time show. you guys go up to, like, Pennsylvania or New York again, man, I want to go just for the stories. We're- we got we got Tennessee in June. I think we're, we we don't know what we're gonna find down there either. So. <laughs> oh, dude, Tennessee's wild. <laughs> pencil pencil well, yeah. it in. Pencil it in. We'll we'll ride with you. <laughs> the last time we went before this trip, we went to Delaware, and we had guys knocking themselves out on their sprawls, and like uh, it's these, these little these little uh, amateur fights are amazing. Oh yeah. Well, Tim, I really would love to talk to you more about this, but like, I, but but uh, we'll, we'll have to schedule you for a whole hour in studio sometime. And I'm totally I mean, Trevor and I, I think are totally serious about road tripping with you. To oh, I'm, I'm so down. So. I'm, I'm all about some road trips. Right. So, man, thank you. So, like, go ahead. Anytime you put these, these these maniacs in a car together, you know you're gonna have a good time. Oh yeah, I love you guys. <laughs> well, awesome. Well, thank you so much for calling in. Congratulations to all your guys, especially to to Basie, to Chris, to Josh, uh, uh, to uh, the Frankenstein. <laughs> Ryan, yes, sir. Ryan, yeah. Ryan Frankenstein, and uh, yeah, sorry. That, and hopefully, Chris got some fishing in at least. Uh, we saw some great scenery, and I, I'd like to say thank you guys for having us call in, and especially, you know, big thanks to Mazzy Haddari, our coach, for you know making all this possible for us. Most definitely, man. Thanks for calling in. Drive safe, and we will talk with you guys real soon. <laughs> Later, Tim. All right, brother. Take care. Take care. Solid interview. I yeah. love Tim. Huffman, yeah, I Tim's all. Yeah, we could uh, like uh, you, you never. You know, I wasn't prepared for the somebody's mom taking <laughs> taking a shot at him, but uh, uh, so now uh, we're gonna get. So well, that's our new segment. 
And we're about to get into our featured interview with Vernon Kirk from Indian Trail uh, Judo and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and Jimmy Fortunato from The Good Fight, where we'll talk with them about <coughs> Jiu-Jitsu theater, we'll talk with them about matchmaking, talk with them about booking cards and what their event's all about, and we will get on that on the other side of this bumper. Fighting is, is wonderful, man. Fighting is, oh my God, it's, it's literally like a play. You can just be any character you want. It's the Cage Side Concussion Cast on WHUPFM.org. And we're back. Jimmy, do we have you on the line? I am here. Hey, welcome to the Cage Side Concussion Cast. Folks, joining us live in studio, Vernon Kirk. Joining us on doing? Living the Dream Kid, Living the Dream. And joining us on the phone, Jimmy Fortunato from The Good Fight. Welcome to both of you. How you doing? Thanks. Vernon Kirk is here to, to publish his amazing story of the incredible shrinking man. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a, he's got his incredible uh, incredible shoulder surgery uh, thing on there. How's your, how's your shoulder recovering? Uh, doing good. Uh, just had uh, my follow up with my surgeon. I told him my goal was uh, IBJJF in October, and he told me I was insane. So I know I'm on the right path. <laughs> so is the arm fully like robotic? Can you crush cars with the hand? That's what the physical therapy's for. Okay, that's that's, for. that's okay. we're working towards that though. Absolutely. No adamantium skeleton yet. No. no. Well, it's there, but it's got to take hold okay. and make yeah. sure my body doesn't reject it. And you know, there we go. Nanotechnology. Eventually, we'll all be made of tiny robots. But until that day, we will do jujitsu tournaments. And uh, and for those of you who don't know, the Good Fight puts on jujitsu tournaments and has been putting it on for how long now, Jimmy? When did you guys get started? We started two thousand and eight. So wow! Like, wow! Right on! Yeah. Yeah. So you guys have yeah. been do, uh, doing that, and and of those, like, how many super fight cards have you guys put on? Do you do you really? We we just started doing um, these invitationals or these super fights. So um, we have done about half a dozen of them now. And that's what I was wondering. I thought this was a new thing for you because I, you know, I when I saw Jujitsu Theater when Vern hipped me to this was going on, I thought that this was sort of a new thing for you and one that was pretty exciting. So Vern, maybe you could tell us how the idea for Jujitsu Theater came about. Well, this was Jimmy's idea, and I was talking with him at his tournament he had uh, in Concord back in February, uh, and he kind of gave me gave me and uh, John Shell a little bit of an idea of what he was doing, and I've always kind of you know, had my own little ideas of what matchmaking was. And I'm like, can I help? <laughs> and so I hopped on board and, you know, once I really saw what the format he has and everything else, I really liked it. And if you see some, if you look at some of the super fights he's had in the past, he draw because of his area and be, you know, cause he's up in New York and because of the style, you know, his tournaments are now, you know, modified sub only. He gets guys like Tom, the blast, Gary Tonin, Eddie Cummings, all you know Gordon Ryan, all very big names out of jiu-jitsu, and that's one of the really fun things about this too is we're getting some of those names coming down for this tournament uh, and super fights. And as of right now, when I last checked uh, for the actual tournament part for white, blue, and purple, there's actually more New York people signed up than there are North Carolina people. <laughs> wow. Well, so give us the basics. Yeah. When, when is the event? Where is the event? And there's a tournament portion and a super fight portion, so tell us about that. So it's yeah, July it, uh, 9th, um, and it's going to be in Burlington at the Paramount Theater, Burlington, North Carolina, right down the road from where we are sitting right now. Um, during the day, there's going to be white, blue, and purple sub-only tournaments. There's only, but they're very small bracket. For white and blue, it's only three-man brackets, and for uh, purple, it's, on, it's only two-man brackets. They're sub-only, no time limit. 
and all of them will be on pay-per-view, so you get a chance to actually show off a little bit. Then Intermission is a Kung Fu movie, and then at, in the evening, it's all super fights, brown and black belt, and again, sub only. No time limit. So, and it's the same day as UFC 200. What's, so, what's the Kung Fu movie? I got to yeah, know. That was, that I got to know. That was my, what's, that was my what's, question, well, too. We've been kind of discussing that, and it, you have to be there. It's going to be a surprise. Oh, okay. <laughs> do you, J- Jimmy, do you yeah. star in the Kung Fu movie? I, I, I do not. It could very well be one of the, you know, it could be Master Killer. It could be 36 Chamber. I mean, it could, we, but we don't want to really release what it is and really give people a reason why they have to come. But that's going to be kind of a um, real unique and fun part of it. So I think guys are going to be amped for that. So did what drove, so I'm interested in the theater portion of this. It's at a theater and you're going to show a movie. Did the venue drive the theme jujitsu theater or did you guys sit down and come up with, you know what would be kind of cool is if we rented a theater. Uh, you know, my, I, I grew up um, Saturday afternoons, my brothers and I, that's what we did was watch Kung Fu theater and then we went out back and just tried to beat each other up. So um, I've always been, you know, uh, just a Kung Fu nut. Um, I used to go to New York, this little hole-in-the-wall de- uh, you know, video store that just sold old kung fu theater stuff, and you know, I would collect that kind of stuff. So um, I had the idea just because it's something that I was interested in and really wanted to give it a twist to what's kind of common with uh, jiu-jitsu tournaments. Of course, Eddie, uh, you know, Eddie Bravo's doing the, uh, the EBI at a theater, and so, of course, you know, that kind of sparked my uh, creative mind to kind of add a, add a good fight twist to it. So, Yeah, it's a cool idea. And, I mean, I think it's a, it's a cool venue. So, so it should be really fun for the fans that are there in person as well as the folks who are – or you said it's available on pay-per-view as well, Vern? Correct. Yeah. So, so how, many, how many competitors are you expecting, and what's the capacity for the theater? One million. I <laughs> think. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, we've got a theater capacity at about 400 and we've got you know the white belt brackets for example will only have three in a bracket um, and there's seven weight classes so we could have you know seven times three is 21 we'll do gi and no gi so we could have 41 guys competing in the white belt and then the same for blue so you know just with white and blue belts we're looking at about 80 to 85 guys and we're going to start it in the morning, so we'll have all day to kind of run through stuff. And then by the time we hit, you know, intermission and show our, you know, the Kung Fu flick, and then by the time we start the main event, um, that'll probably be about 6 o'clock and, and run till about, you know, 8, 30, 9 o'clock. So we've got plenty of time to really kind of make it an all-day type of event for guys. And so uh, if, you're, if you're having these small brackets, how do you decide who gets to compete? Is it is it is there a process of selection? Vern, are you doing the matchmaking? First come, first serve. First come, first serve. So it's like good. you're, it's actually it's signing up for like a, any other regular tournament. It's just in, you know like how I BJJF does. Okay, we're cut off now. And what I'm really looking forward to is I would really like the best of the best from each. I've been bugging all of my jujitsu friends. I'm like, I want you on this card. I want as many women as I can get on this card. I want, and frankly, when you've got a small bracket, you have a chance for, for pay per view. Not only is it a chance for you to show off, but, you know, how many times do you have, you know, if you live here, you know, like I, I grew up in D.C., so, you know, everybody's like, well, you post a video on Facebook every now and again, blah, 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 but nobody actually gets to see you compete live. It's your chance. Not only that, but you're getting a free ticket to the show at night. 
and we haven't you know posted the two the co main event and the main event and you know yet you know the the fighters have been shown but we haven't posted what they are yet but you're getting a really nice card and there's a couple of matchups on that card that are just uh, you know anybody here who knows jiu-jitsu and one of your former guests is joe selecki mm. which uh if memory serves me correctly jimmy i believe you said jimmy uh joe started with you is that correct yeah he did he was like five six years old and um he started you know training martial arts and jiu-jitsu with me and that age group i had like a you know a karate slash jiu-jitsu class and so uh um, you know, then Joe moved on. He started training at another academy, did really well for himself. And then I guess his family just moved down, uh, you know, South Carolina. So, um, you know, he continued his training. And uh, I'm, you know, really excited to see him on the card. When did five or six... Real, real, uh, one question. When did five or six-year-old Joe Selecki tap his first adult? Was it like the second day, <laughs> third day? <laughs> You know, have, but like, I'm, I'm glad we're talking about who's on the card because yeah. I would like to. We'll go to you first, Vern, and then we'll go to you, Jimmy. Like, what matches are you or, or competitors are you most excited about? Maybe cite your top well, two or three matches. Right there, that Joe Selecki Stafford Hamilton match. Stafford's a teammate of mine, so of course I'm maybe a little biased towards Stafford. But I, we, I wanted the, I wanted good matchups. I don't want you know 30 second. It was over and it wasn't fair, and I don't want half an hour 45 minute matches i want good competitive but not you know two guys holding on for dear life and hoping they don't get tapped matches and i've rolled with stafford a bunch i've seen joe roll a lot they were actually supposed to meet at the event you and i were going to do to get you know jeff but it, joe took a fight that day so it couldn't work out but stafford is one of those guys that nobody knows and his last his last bit at naga in two matches, I think he racked up 40 or 45 points and was going for the kill the entire time. It's just, you know, your brown belt level, It's people are also good at defending, especially in a gi. Um, so that is a match I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Jimmy's on the card. I think I don't, I don't know if he's ever competed in his tournaments or not, but I'm sure he's looking forward to it, and he's fighting another teammate of mine and a really good friend of mine as well, too. I think that's going to be a fun matchup. And... Who, who's Jimmy fighting? Uh, Jay, uh, Jamie VRs. He's one of our black belts. Um, he's been uh, the one up at uh, Combat Athletics uh, running the show for us up there. And he was also uh, he's his son's wrestling coach and pretty good little wrestler too. And But the, the other thing I'm looking for is, so there's gonna, Jimmy's got a 155-pound title who's held by uh, Jonathan Callistine, who I don't know too much about, but he's from that entire Henzo Gracie side of the you know heel hook and sub only john danaher wizardry and he's going against sean applegate who is one of the up-and-comer 10th planet guys and also runs bjj box so wow there's some solid guys on this show Good and then job. the co-main event which we haven't announced yet and which i'll go for right now is matt kaplan who is a former pro wrestler and uh, MMA fighter as well as a great jiu-jitsu competitor and he's the 145 pound champ for jimmy and he's out of that henzo academy as well Going against C.J. Murdoch. What? Oh. C.J. always puts on a show, too. So oh, he is so game. I love that man so much. <laughs> yeah. I, might do, I, might, I might actually be training with C.J. after we get off you the show. You are a lucky man. So. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. So, so Jimmy, what are your, some of your favorite matches that, that you think folks are going to be most excited about? And I'm sure you could talk about your own match as well. Yeah, I am excited about that. I'm looking forward to getting back on the match. I've never competed in my card before. Matter of fact, I haven't competed since... Like 2002, I think, was my last 
competition. And then after that, I just kind of focused on training my students and then getting them out to competition and, you know, with family and, and running a school and getting your students ready. It just, you know, and then you start a tournament circuit. So it's kind of like you get that itch or that bug again. And I, so I guess that's um, why I want to get out there and just have some fun with it and compete again. And so that's where I'm at with that. Um, I think that the Kaplan-Murdoch fight is going to be, I mean, there's going to be some thunder in that fight. Both of those guys, I don't know much about CJ, but from what I've heard, he's going to match real well against Kaplan. Kaplan's a character. I mean, he just goes for the sub, and he's nonstop. He's, um, he, that, I think that's going to be one of the best fights of the night as far as, like, speed and action and all that. Yeah, so, um, and I want to talk about how you, like, you know, both Trevor and Vern have uh, been matchmakers in the past, you know, and so now I want to talk, I want to talk in a second about what matchmaking and the process is like for each of those guys, and Jimmy, you can get on in on that as well, but Jimmy, first, I have to ask a nerdy question, how many, have you ever had, how many cask of Amontillado jokes have you had to put up with in your life with the last name Fortunato? <laughs> Not many, but um, you know, feel free to bring that life, and uh, we can we can run with that. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, then I, I got to bring the nerdhood. But yeah, so like, let's let's talk about matchmaking, guys, because like Vern is this. I year? prefer Jack Daniels uh, for <laughs> breakfast, lunch, and dinner when I do matchmaking. Um, I try to avoid the public. Um, no, not casks of Amontillado, because no. Amontillado is wine. <laughs> yes, see. and so yeah. Uh, no, yeah. I don't like wine. It's bad for your liver. Yeah. Like, it's, <laughs> Matchmaking well, is the most stressful thing in the world. Like, well, I mean, for from a jujitsu standpoint, it seems like you guys have a bit more of like a guys follow through a bit more. Uh, but for amateur MMA, it's the most oh god wracking. I'm experience. sure it is. That's why I said I'll drink Jack Daniel for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with MMA matchmaking. Like, it seems like you guys, when you guys have like the the matchups for like Toro Cup or like this, yeah. it's a lot of guys that are. Uh, it seems to be like you, you still have in, to play a lot more. Yeah, you still you still have injuries and you still have people oh, dropping yeah, out. Yeah. So that's that, that's and always going to happen in a combat sport. Le less so, you you have a guy who's like two days ago well, I was all game to fight Chris. But Crawford like we've had guys show up to weigh-ins and then leave the fight venue because they realize, oh wait, I want to get punched in the face. And like yep. I think because that's not it's hard in the jujitsu you know thing, it's a lot easier for people like, oh, I'm gonna go sign up for this this match. And that seems a lot easier, well, I guess. I can say this and. I believe Jimmy. Jimmy told me the other day we were we were discussing because I'm also helping him with a June third card up in Maryland, and it's been so hard finding people for that one. Now, granted, I, we both are kind of like I I grew up in D.C., but I don't know a lot of the people there. So, like my brother-in-law and a lot of other people have been helping me find people. But one of the biggest compliments I think this area's jiu-jitsu got paid was by Jimmy. He goes. The black belts in this area are so game. He goes, it's so hard to find game black belts in a lot of other areas. And it's the, it's the truth. I have a list of people, a lot of black belts, your instructors, um, John George from down, down in Wilmington, that I just I couldn't get on the card because we didn't have enough room. <laughs> and, you know, we could have probably done a bigger card, but it's also the same night as UFC 200, and that's just not a good idea. <laughs> but... It's amazing the amount of turnout I got. And I've got a bunch of guys like Gardner Watkins who just went against Josh, Josh Murdoch. These are guys that I wanted matchups for, and I just ran out of room. But in, yeah. we're having the complete opposite problem up in D.C., and so anybody from the area who's listening, please get in touch. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, at the, at, at, the, at the carnival this week, a lot of the beta academy And folks, I'm going to talk sure with them as well, too, because I've been actually talking with Nakapon about a couple of matchups, and I'd love to get him on the card. He's absolutely amazing, and there's a lot of really good, talented people, and 
I think one of the things that makes all of this so tough is trying to find the balance. And you, you know, I think you and I have the same thing where we don't want to appear biased. And I look at my, I look at this card, and I'm very happy with all the matchups. The only thing, and I didn't realize this until it was a little too late, and I'd kind of gotten down the process a little bit. I, you know, I've got a good chunk of guys from my team, but at the same time. It, you know, I, I'd been reaching out and reaching out, and it just, I, it kind of, that's how it fell. But I, I mean, I think you're right. I think it's important to try to avoid the bias piece because, look, I'm a hoist guy. I train with a lot of hoist guys. Mm-hmm. I know those guys. And so I'm going to, like, err on the side of, like, there's a lot of really awesome people that I train with that I will call second or third <laughs> instead of mm-hmm. first simply because you don't want to be like, oh, Jeff, just put that guy on because it's his No, absolutely. Or, and I mean, yeah. I look at this card, though, and, like, the matches I've made, I, I'm, I'm actually, you know, I'm very happy with it. I mean, I, I look right now, a match we haven't even talked about yet, which is probably one of my favorites on the card, is Sean Burton, who's one of our black belts, and I crashed on his couch for two months while I was opening my gym, versus Cody Malty. Oh, wow. And they both have really smooth jiu-jitsu, and it's going to be a no-gi match, and that's going to be a lot of fun. And then, again... The, the other thing here, and it's kind of nice that we're talking about jiu-jitsu theater and we're talking about EBI because the main event is Roger Carroll, who we all know, and if you've been in jiu-jitsu in North Carolina, you know who Roger Carroll is, going against Gordon Ryan, who's competing in EBI tonight. Yeah. So Gordon's a top-tier guy, so I'm, yes, excited, he is. I'm excited to see that match. Well, so I have a question for both of you guys. We'll go to we'll go to Jimmy first. So, uh, with you know, you guys have, have ventured into these invitationals and super fight events. One thing I've noticed, and that we've noticed, sort of planning our own events, is uh, is that you know it's tough to get a weekend now. Mm-hmm. You you have to. And like when I started training, you know, I started training about six years ago, and there were not nearly as many opportunities to compete as there are now. And now, you know, we planned the carnival like four months ago simply because I knew stuff would fill up with U.S. grappling, with IBJJF, with, like, people want to compete at these world pros, people, you know. And, and so uh, we'll, we'll go to you first, Jimmy. Do you worry that we're near a saturation point for these cards, or do you think we still have a long way to go in that in that vein? And, Vern, I'd like your thoughts as well when Jimmy's done. I kind of go back and forth on that. I, you know, I my, my thought changes on it so much that, I, you know, I'm, I think it, I guess I'd say it's kind of like a period of uncertainty because it's almost like on one end, I think, you know, there's so many tournaments it almost just becomes a trinket, you know, just getting trinkets and toys every weekend for to hang on your wall. And it's like guys are going to just win medals and whoever has, you know, the top prize they're going to go to. And then I go with, you know what, it's good to have a lot of tournaments because it gets guys competing. And then I think, well, you know, there's so many tournaments that, if you have two in a month, it hurts both guys because you only have such a, you know, the pool is only so large to draw from. So now it's like, well, does it hurt both organizations because you're splitting the difference of the competitors? So I think it's good that it's growing because the sport is growing. I guess what I'd like to see more of is more of the, um, more of the guys fighting for, I guess, the right reasons. And I guess that's, everybody defines that differently. But to really get our martial art to grow and our sport to grow, it has to continually be presented in a professional manner. And I think that, you know, just listen a little bit to the, um, you know, to the guest you had on before. I kind of logged in a little bit late, but hearing about all the nonsense that's going on with putting on amateur cards, it's like, good night. That doesn't help. That just hurts. 
Yeah, I agree with every bit of that. Like, and especially like I also go back and forth on whether we have, you know, whether whether the market is getting saturated or not. I I, I lean toward no for a couple of reasons, simply because uh, geographically, you know, I mean, North even North Carolina, there's it's very regional, right? Like super yep. fights in Charlotte or Wilmington have a different market than super fights in Burlington. I do think also like like Jimmy raises a good point about. You know, if you have them too packed in, does it hurt both events? And that's why I think it's important for for fight promoters and car, you know, people that are running cards to coordinate and say like, okay, you know, we don't want to have an event like right on 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 top of another event. And and one, one, one th- to throw back to something Vern said, and then we'll get to Vern here in a, in a second is like a lot of times you'll see people like you'll hear people in the community grumbling about like, well, why are all these same guys on all these cards? You know, they're just the inside guys. And, like, the the point Vern made about gameness and just being willing to compete all the time is, like, that's why you see, like, I'll throw a shout-out to your boy John Shell, yep. who will never turn down a match. No. And, like, it doesn't matter. That if dude is go- always competing. Yeah, man. He's over 40 and has a steel rod in his back and competed 17 times last year. How do you get mad at a man like that? No, man, yeah. he trains, he, and he trains, <laughs> he trains his butt off. He's always game. Doesn't matter how big the guy is. Doesn't matter what belt the guy is. John does not care. John will show up. Brad Acosta is another guy like yep. that. Who is very much? I mean, and there's lots of folks like that, and so so sometimes people are like, well, you know, all these same guys or C.J. Murdoch, yep. also another guy oh, like awesome. that, and so people are like, well, how come all these guys get on these cards? It's like because they never say no, because they're like, okay, we're going to go against, you know, like, you know, somebody like a lot of people. And I'll say this, and I, I never throw people under the bus for turning down matches, but like a lot of people, if you're like, hey, do you want to match with Knockupon? We'll say, yeah, you know, my 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 spleen and pain, my pancreas. What had happened? Why did get a full <laughs> body replacement? Yeah, right. Or or like somebody somebody's like, or somebody be like, yeah, man, I have that total. I have that weekend open, and then you tell them who you want them to compete against. Then they're like, well, no, I forgot. I I have to go. You know, or like like this dude that just happened with uh, with Chris Crawford, right? Where mm-hmm. where where Tim Hufford tells the story about like, yeah, I totally want this match. I'll fight in two days. Show me some video of the guy. Yeah. Oh, I have to fight. My that my favorite guy. guys. MMA have been like the journeyman, like the guys that don't care, they just want to fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 well, yeah, you get, well, no, I'm talking about like, like for matchmaking, like yep. what I've had to deal with. Yep. Like there's a couple guys you could always call that would always want to fight. It didn't matter. Like, Who are some of those guys that, that you would say? Man, like Jeff Roberts is one of those guys. I think he has a record of like 6 and 12 or something like that. But that dude, like he'll be like, oh, you need me to fight tomorrow? Okay. And he'll fight someone that's like seven or zero college wrestler, like boxing gangster. Like he doesn't care. Um, who else was like that? Uh, you know, like I mean, like yeah, like there there are a handful. I haven't done any matchmaking in like a year now. I think it's been that long. But it, it like there are always like little journeyman guys that just didn't care. You start getting guys that have like these six and zero, seven zero records, and they want to keep that O kind of safe. So they're not as they, they want to more like pick and choose their fights, mm-hmm. and we're like, all right, well, nope, sorry, go you away. Know, two other guys that are like that that are competing on the carnival card this weekend, May first. John is all competing, Brad is competing, <laughs> but also Marcel Fucci, who is yep. always oh, yeah, to I love Marcel, oh, yeah. yeah, and Tom Colby, who a lot of people don't know from Team Rock Fable, who literally said to me, I was like, hey man, thanks so much for competing, and he's like, if you ever need somebody, even if it's the day of the event, just hit me up. Yep, and it's like. And- that's the beautiful well, part about guys, guys like, like that. I respect those guys. The last super fight event, you know, that we did in a, oh, sorry. No, uh, go ahead, Vern. Well, the last super fight event I did that one in Elizabeth City, I didn't know who I was going against. And a friend of mine from Greensboro who's probably getting his black belt this year, he's a brown belt now, and he's like, I'll go against you. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. why not? Sure. You know, what's the worst that's going to happen? Yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. And I think so many people get so paranoid about like I've had like I've contacted a lot of different people and some of them were truly injured and some of them were just you could tell were 
well, you know, and and I'm like, I, 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 whatever. I, yeah, and you know, and and you can you can tell when you talk to those guys because like you know like Tim McNamara unfortunately had to drop out of the carnival yeah. because Tim had to have an MRI on his back. He's got. I mean, I don't want to give up Tim's medical business, but like, yeah. but but you know, you you can tell the guys that are legitimately heartbroken mm-hmm. <laughs> that they can't compete and they can't train, and the guys that are like, I just don't want to knock upon to smash my face. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah, like Looter's one of those. Yeah, guys Looter too, will yeah. always. Oh, compete. Looter's uh, uh, another you, you, one of my give, good you friends. Give him, you give him time to like get his hair done, and he'll he'll be there. <laughs> yeah. Now that the, the best thing that Jim ever did, the Gracie Raleigh. Was ha- get, move in next door to the barber shop because oh, yeah. now it's like efficiency, haircut, training. <laughs> you know, it's like gym tanning laundry for the next <laughs> generation. <laughs> haircut, training, competing. But uh, so, Jimmy, you were gonna, you were, you were, you had some thoughts about uh, about this issue as well. I, I did. I think that uh, I respect the guys that'll get out there and just fight. I really do. I mean, John Shell is a machine, just taking fights like he's taken. Um, uh, Matt Kaplan's another guy. I actually try to tell Matt, you know. Let guys win a few bouts before they can come and come and fight you. And I think that that's something to think about, too. You know, guys that are winning all the time, some guy coming in new that just wants to make a name for himself, I think he should win a few before he gets a shot at, you know, the title. Um, the other thing is, I think that if you're going to be a competitor, be a competitor. If you have certain criteria set your criteria so that the matchmakers know what it is. I mean, let's face it, I'm I'm 43 years old. Gordon Ryan's in my weight class. I'm not fighting Gordon Ryan. He's, I mean, he's in his 20s. He's a stud. He's one of the best guys in the world. So, to me, yeah, I'm going to compete, but that's way out of my league. So guys should come up with what is your criteria so the matchmakers know, and then stick to what you say so that, again, it's more of if this, our, our sport and our art stays professional, it will grow. And I think that's one way it can stay professional. Cool. So we have two or three minutes left with you, Jimmy. And so why don't we return back to, to Jiu-Jitsu Theater? So this is July 9th, July 9th in Burlington, North Carolina. And it's going to start with a tournament that's invi- that, that, uh, that'll go into a small bracket tournament that'll go until the brackets fill up. Yep. And then at night, what, what time yep. do the super fights, what time do the super fights fight at, start at night? Six. Cool. So, like, one question for each of you. We'll go to you, Jimmy, first, then we'll go to, to Vern. What are you most looking forward to about Jiu-Jitsu Theater? Oh, the Kung Fu flick, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, And you're still not going to tell us what it is? No, you have to show up for that. Got to show up. All right, excellent. Vern, what are you looking most forward to about, uh, about Jiu-Jitsu Theater? Well, since I'm going to be doing commentary and kind of emceeing the entire event, I get to kind of get to act as goofy as I am. All day long, so it's kind of fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't yeah. let a, don't let us stop you. Well, I mean, you know, you've got I've got an academy to run. I've got two kids. I have to adult, and it's so overrated, bro. It so is, and you know, luckily I have two Coming kids that understand my humor and understand how deadpan I am, and I make fun of them all the time, and they know that it's daddy being daddy and he doesn't mean a word of it and that's fun but like when you teach kids and you want to crack a joke and they don't know you you bad things can happen so you have to you still play around you still have fun but you you don't let fully loose until you know your kids and luckily i've got a good crop of that right now at my academy but it's just Stuff like this is fun. I get to nerd out on jiu-jitsu all day, and I get to act like a goofball and make people laugh. 
What's better than that, honestly? Well said. And people can sign up for the tournament now? Yep, jujitsutheater.com. And like I said, be a star, be on pay-per-view, get your name out there. Have some fun, people. Why not? The Jiu-Jitsu Theater event is July 9th in Burlington, North Carolina. You can sign up online at uh, com right now. So I want to thank Jimmy Fortunato and thank Vernon Kirk for being on the show today. It was awesome. Thank you. Thanks, guys. I right. appreciate it. Of course. So for the last, uh, it was so quiet. That was so I know. Weird. I like soft that, rock. That was such an awkward I'm, I'm, ten I'm a, seconds. I know. I, I had thought I had a bumper queued up, but I didn't. <laughs> so hey, uh, so we, so Trevor, uh, for the last couple of minutes of the show, uh, before we get on out of here, um, let's re- let's let's talk about the carnival a little bit. more. Absolutely. So one week from today, and it's kind of shocking. It starts at noon. It's now just about eleven o'clock. So. Almost exactly one week from today, you and I will be there. Are we doing a show that morning? Checking it. We are doing a show okay, that morning. Okay, we're still doing that. Okay, I wasn't sure what we're doing because yeah. you throw everything out there, and <laughs> I just try to play along like an adult. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like uh, we, so we are doing a show that morning, and then we're going to head right over to the carnival. And um, you know, I don't want like I've I've been sort of teasing this really exciting guest. Trevor knows who I'm talking about. If you're a fan of jujitsu history, um, you will want to tune into next week's show. Hopefully, we'll be able to nail that down. But no matter what happens on next week's show, we will be having super fights. We will be having Having acai bowls, and we will be having free seminars at Durham Central Park next week. Trevor, if you uh, could, how long do you think it'll be going on for? It'll be on. Well, we we said twelve to three, uh-huh. but to be honest, I rented the place for the whole day, uh-huh. and <laughs> and I did the t- and I did the time at like if if all the super fights go the distance will will just roll over so be safe and say until four yeah like but we have it set up from from noon to three and that's the thing like because we rented it for the whole day if people are still having a good time if people are still playing games if people are still eating food if people are still decide they want to roll in the cage after i don't know yeah absolutely yeah yeah so i mean i'm hoping that it'll be a really big community event i'm hoping to see a lot of my friends that i haven't been able to, to see with because i've been doing so much work in the last month with my new job but i, I mean honestly you're super adult too i know i i i want to diminish my adulting I, I feel like I need to go back and child a little bit more, to be honest. My, like, my body's telling me that I should stop doing the childing stuff after this weekend. Yeah, right. I, can, no, I, can't, I can't do it anymore. I've been doing like this CrossFit, like paleo stuff, and I feel great. Then I have a weekend of debauchery, and I'm like, I'm never doing this again. And then Friday, I'll roll back around. That particular childing stuff, maybe we should diminish. But like, I, uh, I'm going to ask you the same question that I asked uh, Vern and Jimmy, which is if you could isolate one thing that you're looking most forward to about the Concussion Cast Carnival. What would you say? And then I'll answer after your answer. Community. Like, like seeing everybody come together. Like, that's my favorite thing about this stuff is that it's, it really shows how deep and how big the, the jiu-jitsu community is. And it, it's kind of like the non-violent movie warriors, I feel like, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll all be getting together and we all hang out. Like, people compete with each other and sometimes... You know, yeah, I guess people don't get along always, but I mean, deal with it. Be an adult, and I just I can't wait to see the turnout. I can't wait to see the the community next week. You so. know, you basically stole my answer, which is I I'm just excited. <laughs> I'm really excited to see all my friends from all the local schools. Yeah. Sixteen different schools represented, people from all over the place. Some folks are going to have almost no experience in martial arts. Some folks are going to be really experienced jujitsu or Muay Thai practitioners. Doesn't matter. If you enjoy watching martial arts, if you enjoy learning martial arts, if you enjoy eating good food in uh, in in a, in, a, in a beautiful environment, please come out and have some fun with us next weekend. I'm looking forward to seeing all my friends, and hopefully we have a good turnout to benefit Cage Side Fight Company. Absolutely. So, folks, thank you so much for listening. Uh, as always, I am Jeff Shaw. He is Trevor Hayes. I want to thank Trevor. I want to thank my guests today, Tim Hufford from Chapel Hill Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, Vernon Kirk from Indian Trail, Judo and BJJ, and Jimmy Fortunato from The Good down. Fight. I want to thank Gravity for holding us down, Coffee for being 
being delicious and for keeping me uh, awake on long road trips. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you once again for tuning in. This is the Cage Side Confession Cast, and we will see you all next week. We're going to let Tune and the Real Law play us out. Mm-hmm.